the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight, a craft beer guest that's going to be joining me this hour, a recurring guest. He's been on a couple of times before, and he's got a great event to promote. The usual news and notes to get you. Nose. I have a big nose, yes. But uh, first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter, at Al Gatulo. Instagram, at Gatulo. G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertgnycradio.com, and don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa ready as well. Just say to your Alexa unit you want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and bingo, you get to hear the show. And you get to hear this great music from Greta Van Fleet, Mountain of the Sun, is the name of the track. It's from the Anthem of the Peaceful Army. This is a... A uh, uh, an album that came out last year. They just played on Saturday Night Live last weekend, and it's funny when people hear them for the first time. Obviously, they have that Led Zeppelin influence to it, and when people have been exposed to it for the first time, they immediately think copycat. But isn't imitation the sincerest form of flattery? If you love a band so much um, that you would imitate some of their music, yes, they're very Led Zeppelin esque, but they have their own kind of way of doing it. Uh, I enjoy them. It's the same thing with the blues. It's, it's actually the same thing with all music when you come to think of it. it. There's a finite amount of things that you can do with music. Uh, it's not like you're not reinventing the wheel here, um, especially with the blues. With the blues, it's a specific progression. Um, there's not much you can do within blues in terms of making it new and, and fresh. There are different interpretations of songs that blues artists do. Everyone, every blues artist does their own thing, uh, you know, from one time to another. But you can write songs around those specific chords. Uh, it's, you know, uh, the haters of Greta Van Fleet, I don't get it. It's good music. It's fun. Um, is it heavy metal? No. Is it rock and roll? Certainly. Um, by, by any uh, definition, it's rock and roll. Enjoy it for what it is. It's nice to see that younger kids are imitating uh, the artists that I grew up with. That's what I want to see. Not this beatbox kind of, you know, you know. Let's not forget a lot of these singers, songwriters. They don't write song. They don't actually write songs anymore. They sing. Somebody else does the writing. I want an artist who can do all those things. That's why Prince is so underrated as an artist. Listen, I know this isn't a music show. It's about beer. We're going to get to that in just a second. But you know, Prince was an underrated artist in a lot of different ways. The guy played a ma- a massive, huge guitar. People forget that. Played so many other instruments choreographed, writing his own music. I mean, the guy was amazing. I digress. Let's not get into a whole 
uh, music tiff here. However, the reason why we're talking so much about music is because coming up in 20 minutes, John Henderson, the man behind the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, joined me. 14 years strong, another amazing event taking place at the end of March. I think it's the 29th and 30th uh, of March. You've got to be there. If you have not gone to this event, go get your tickets now. Go to the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. Just do a Google search. The page will come up. Click on tickets. It's three sessions, one Friday night, two on Saturday. I'm always at the night session on Saturday night, the final session. Uh, It's going to be great, fantastic music, tons of beer to drink, to sample, uh, food for purchase, lots of other activities as well. Last year, one of the new things they introduced was hatchet throwing. This is becoming a big thing now, uh, and that was great. I'd love to see what John's got going on this year. The silent disco is, without a doubt, worth the price of admission. Uh, But we will talk to John in about 20 minutes, and he will give us all the 411 on what's going on with this enormous event, probably one of the best events that I go to uh, every year, and I've been going for the last uh, three or four years. It's phenomenal. Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, actually four years. This will be my fourth time, I think, going fourth or fifth time. I don't remember. Uh, That's coming up in about 20 minutes from now. But let's get into some beer news. Uh, I'm sure you don't want to hear about this on a craft beer show, but it is news, and we do need to mention it. So Bud Light continuing its new tradition of buying beer for the city that wins the Super Bowl. Um, Anheuser-Busch says whichever city wins Super Bowl 53 will also win a whole lot of free beer. The tradition started last year when the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. Uh, this year, the Rams will face off against the Patriots in Atlanta on February 3rd. Whichever team wins that city, although I don't know the Patriots, I'm assuming Boston and then obviously the city of Los Angeles, would get free Bud Light. I know that I think the way they did it last year was there was a voucher and you could go in and I think you could get a six-pack or something like that. It's a nice novelty thing. It gets them a little bit of press. I don't know how many people are going to actually be going in to get. You know what? I shouldn't say that. Free beer is free beer. Whether you drink it or not is another is another story. Um, but uh, I, I'm sure we're going to find a lot of people uh, in whichever city wins that will be excited that they're getting free beer. Uh, the good folks from Rogue Ale and Spirits, uh, Rolling Thunder Barrel Works, that's Rogue's Newport-based um, cooperage, uh, comes the return of Rolling Thunder Imperial Stout. And the new Rolling Thunder Stouted Whiskey. It's a first-of-its-kind stouted American single malt whiskey. Um, this is the culmination of all things do-it-yourself from Rogue Rogue Cooper, uh, Nate Linquist, char- uh, charring a barrel at Rolling Thunder Barrel Works in Newport, Oregon. Uh, this is released every February. Rolling Thunder Imperial Stout aged in whiskey-soaked barrels that are made at Rogue's Rolling Thunder Barrel Works. Rolling Thunder Stouted Whiskey uh, takes it a step further according to the press release. Um, they, uh, they do a whole bunch of different things here to distill it. They age the whiskey one year in these Rolling Thunder Barrel Works uh, barrels. Towards the end of the aging period, uh, the brewmaster brews his Imperial Stout, and then the whiskey is then transferred to new barrels. John's Imperial Stout, uh, that's uh, John Mayer, the brewmaster, is transferred to the whiskey-soaked barrels, and after nine months, the beer is pulled and released as Rolling Thunder Imperial Stout. The original whiskey is put back into the whiskey and stouted uh, soaked barrels for an additional two years of aging. That's pretty wild. So uh, this is interesting. So it's uh, uh, hand-bottled and hand-numbered bottles topped with a hand-branded topper, the whiskey, that is. And, of course, the beer gets released as well. It is available in limited quantities nationally and hand-numbered 500-milliliter bottles, 16.9-ounce bottles. Uh, i got to talk to the folks at Rogue, see if we can get a bottle of that. Uh, for sampling. The um, the whiskey is also available in limited quantities nationally in hand-numbered 750 milliliter bottles. Very cool. Uh, the good folks from Coronado Brewing, as we continue on here with our news and notes segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer, 
Coronado's got a new Brute IPA that's going to be released the third week of February. It's called Cosmic Ocean Brute IPA. Um, this is really cool. It's their art series. They had some great stuff last year. The artwork on this can blew me away on Instagram. It's a picture of, of a sunset, uh, but in the desert. And you get all these different oranges and kind of like dark, dark blues and blacks. Um, I'm going to post a picture on my Instagram when I do the preview for the uh, for the show uh, for this week. It is uh, it is amazing. Coast and stuff. Uh, that's his uh, his tag on Instagram. Uh, took this image and it made it onto their can. Uh, you have until February eighth to submit your photos for their quarter two art series contest, where you too can see your photo on their cans. Uh, Coronado entry and stay coastal for full rules. Just click on uh, their Instagram page, at Coronado Brewing, uh, or go to their website, coronadobrewing.com, for more information. Again, you have until February 8th to submit your photo to possibly get your photo on the second quarter of Coronado's release. Have to talk to my folks at Coronado and get one of those beers. Flying Fish Brewing uh, out of New Jersey, 10-time medal winners at the Great American Beer Festival, and the Garden State's largest craft brewery, bringing the flavors of a traditional Philadelphia confection to a can in time for St. Patrick's Day, Irish Potato Candy Stout, a limited-release 10.3% ABV Imperial Stout created in the likeness of the most popular version of the candy and highlights coconut cream and cinnamon uh, into a special treat. Uh, This is uh, pretty interesting. The confection originated in Philadelphia. Uh, Most recipes uh, recipes apparently do not call for any actual potato. However, the ingredients combined into a ball shape uh, and rolled into cinnamon, giving the candy its potato-like appearance. Again, it's a 10.3%. Um, uh, beverage and Imperial Stout. This is interesting. It'll be available uh, February 1st while supplies last on draft and in four packs of 16-ounce cans. Very cool. Uh, Looking forward to that uh, from uh, the good folks of Flying Fish based out of New Jersey. And then finally, Widmer Brothers Brewing, after more than 22 years of operation, the Craft Brew Alliance um, earlier this week announced plans to close uh, the Widmer Brothers Pub in Portland, Oregon, um, this is interesting. They're going to keep their production facility open, but the pub is going to close. Um, and apparently it comes a, a little bit more than a year after the company scrapped a full-service kitchen that was located on site amid rising labor costs and declining foot traffic. So the Widmer Brothers on their Facebook page cited profitability challenges and increasing competition from the over 115 breweries in the Portland metro area as reasons for their closure. And apparently the... Um, the brewery, located just a few blocks away from the Moda Center, where the NBA's Portland Trailblazers play, they said it was increasingly difficult to draw local residents in to the pub on a frequent basis. Look, the bottom line is this. If you're opening a brew pub, and I know they've been there for a long time, Widmer, but this is we're seeing a trend here in Portland where there's breweries that are, that are shutting down. What was it? Uh, Alameda Brewing um, closed uh, after 22 years. Portland Brewing uh, closed its tap room last November after more than 30 years of operation, and Lompoc Brewing closed its original tavern location after more than 20 years last September. This has become a growing trend. If you're not making good beer, if you're not getting people in th- your doors, you're going to have a problem attracting customers. If your beer is not good, people are going to go to other places to get good beer. And I'm not saying Widmer's Brothers beer is, is not good. I've never tried it, so I can't tell you one way or the other. But the bottom line is, you've got to have a hook to get people in there. If the food is subpar, people aren't going to come back. If the beer isn't good, people aren't going to come back. But this is an increasing trend in an area in Portland where beer is is big there in Portland, Oregon. 
Why are all these bigger known breweries that have been around for 20 years closing? Maybe the product isn't as good anymore, and there are a lot more other choices for people to drink. When we come back after a short break, more news from around the beer world. Folks, this is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Kevin McCullough argues the president's priorities at the border are valued by Americans. These are the priorities that the American people want. They want exactly what President Trump is pushing for. They know that terrorists have been stopped there in large numbers over the last two years. 3,000 terrorists have been apprehended at the border, and those are the ones we caught. American people know this. President Obama knew it when he was in office. Make Kevin McCullough Radio a priority. Weeknights at 5 on AM 970, The Answer, with special airings Wednesdays at 4. Foundation, we believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It helps boost student engagement and achievement across all academic subjects and helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music has always been a huge part of my life. When I started taking clarinet lessons in sixth grade band, a whole world was open to me. I learned how to read music and play multiple instruments. From there, I sang in choir and learned about melodies and harmonies and chords and how to string them together to make this beautiful thing called music. The music education that I received as a student set me up for success as an adult, not just in my career, but in my life. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it's never silenced. Learn how you can help support music education at itstartswithme.org. What happened? You used to go hours without visiting the bathroom. Now it seems like you're constantly getting up to go, and you're even getting up at night to go. This is not okay. Listen, the makers of Super Beta Prostate, the number one prostate formula, are introducing a new wonder pill, Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced, with three key ingredients that are great for your prostate. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. To celebrate, we're sending free bottles to men who want to cut down on bathroom trips. Yes, your first 30-day supply is free. Pay shipping and handling. Call 1-800-390-3617. Early research suggests that an ingredient in P3 Advanced may help support a normal prostate size. Combine that with a reduction in bathroom trips, and you have a formula you'd be crazy not to try. Get P3 Advanced free. Call 1-800-390-3617. 1-800-390-3617. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast via email, albertg.nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. This band, the U's that I just played, they'll be at the Atlantic City Bureau Music Fest on Friday night, March 29th. And the man who runs the whole show, coming up in just about 10 minutes from now, John Henderson, uh, will join me. 14 years strong, going to be another amazing event. And by the way, a little couple of new surprises that John has uh, at the beer at the beer and music fest that he's going to tell you about you think you know all about beer you think you know your facts and tastes and can name all these different beers you call yourself a beer snob 
John Anderson's got a little surprise for you, my friends, if you are at the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival coming up uh, March 29th and 30th in Atlantic City. You don't want to miss this coming up in about 10 minutes from now or about nine minutes from now. But let's get into some more beer news here uh, on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So Founders has announced the release of the 2019 Mothership Series Barrel-Aged Imperial Stout. It's a 12.8% ABV. It is... um, a Founders Taproom exclusive. It's the fifth release of the Mothership series. It's out already. It is the biggest and boldest Taproom Mothership series release yet. That from Brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki. They took already a huge beer imperial stout. They aged it in bourbon barrels for two years. And this should be a pretty uh, a big banging type of beer. I'm hoping that I can get myself a bottle of this because I would really like to check it out. It's going to have a retail price of $15 for a six-pack of it. So that's going to be and that is out now, but it is available only at the tap room. So you want to check that out from Founders. Uh, the 11th annual New York City Beer Week is coming up, February 22nd to March 3rd uh, of this year, and the opening bash invitational is going to take place on Saturday, February 23rd. This is an event you don't want to miss. I went last year; it was phenomenal. Uh, this is uh, brought to you by the New York City Brewers Guild. Uh, the opening bash 2019th on February 23rd, the 11th annual New York City Beer Week. But this time, the opening bash festival are going to feature two sessions. So you're going to have two sessions. Uh, and the uh, Beer Week, of course, runs from uh, Friday the uh, 22nd until March, the, uh, Sunday, March. Well, they have March 4th here, March 3rd. Not really sure. We'll get those dates. Um, but again, it's it's Friday, February 22nd. And then it runs until what it looks like here, Sunday, March 4th. There's going to be events that take place uh, in all five boroughs. NYCbrewed.com is the website for more information. Uh, this year, the uh, festivities, the festival's two sessions at the Brooklyn Expo Center. Uh, that's going to take place on February 23rd. They're going to have uh, a collaboration beer that's going to be brewed uh, with the participants from the New York City Brewers Guild. Uh, that's going to be done at Interborough Spirits and Ales, and then the beer is going to be canned and sold as part of the VIP ticket package. Though I do wonder if the government shutdown is going to affect that. I hope not. I don't think it will. But we're going to get somebody on um, from the Brewers Guild that's going to be at this event. It's going to talk about it in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll find out more information about that and what type of beer that they are going to be brewing. Now, the uh, breweries from the New York City Brewers Guild that will be at the event include uh, Alewife, Big Alice Brewing, Braven Brewing Company, Bridge and Tunnel, Brooklyn Brewery, Coney Island Brewing, Evil Twin, Fifth Hammer, Five Burrows, Gunhill Brewing, Grimm will be there as well, Interborough, Keg and Lantern, Kelso, Killsborough, oh Other Half, LIC uh, Beer Project, McKellar, Rockaway Brewing, Randolph Beer, Single Cut, Six Point. This is a phenomenal flagship brewing, Threes Brewing, Transmitter, Torch and Crown. All these guys are going to be there. It's going to be great. New York State and guest breweries include Barrier, Bissell Brothers, uh, Burial Brewing, Civil Society Brewing out of Florida. Uh, who else here? Foam Brewers out of Vermont. Graf Cider, Hudson Valley Brewery, very excited about that. Greenpoint Harbor Brewing, Industrial Arts, Jay Wakefeld Brewing out of Florida. Uh, you've got Sand City uh, on Long Island, West Kill Brewing, Triple Cross Brewing out of Virginia. This is going to be some event, man. Casa Agria Ales out of California, Commonwealth Brewing out of Virginia, Dancing Gnome Beer out of Pennsylvania. This is going to be a fantastic event. Now, again, it is um, it is two sessions. So you're going to have a daytime session, then you're going to have a nighttime session. Uh, I'm just trying to find out the times here. I believe, uh, let's see here, opening bash 2019, 
You have 11.30 to 3.30. That includes the VIP hour and the four-pack guild collaboration in your ticket price. The early uh, the early bird uh, general admission session is 12.30 to 3.30. So uh, 12.30 to 3.30, VIP entry, you get in at 11.30. Session two is 6.30 to 9.30. Your VIP entry gets you in at 5.30 uh, if you purchase tickets. Listen, they're pricey, but it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. There'll be food trucks there uh, to buy food. Uh, the beer is great. The Brooklyn Expo is a really, really cool place um, uh, to get beer. And, of course, for your VIP ticket price, you get in an hour early. You also get the VIP collaboration beer uh, as well. Very cool. Finally, Six Point has a new beer that's coming out. Dabble, the second release from Six Point's new Infinity Loop Rotational IPA series. This is a New England-style IPA. Uh, soft, pillowy, extra juicy, low bitterness, that's according to the press release, uh, that will be, is readily available on shelves across Six Points Full Distribution Network. Um, Eric Bockley put this together, and what he says in the press release here, he says, this truly hazy IPA, a different beast altogether, a totally different style than the traditional IPA. Uh, it is an aroma that has to be all-consuming, and Dabble the Nose is the first sensory sensation, completely overwhelming blast of pure juice, Backed up with a super soft and creamy body to complete the experience. That coming from Eric Bockley. I'm excited to try this. I'm sure they're going to have it at the uh, at the at the New York City the kickoff to New York City Beer Week uh, that the Brewers Guild is putting on. So um, this is uh, this is available uh, now. Uh, the next offering is coming up in May, uh, and you can buy the beer through the Six Point app, which they've had great success with. Uh, with this six-point app, so you can you can purchase the beer on the app, and then you go to the brewery and you pick it up uh, when it's ready. So I'm wondering if they're going to have Dabble available uh, at the kickoff event uh, for New York City Beer Week. But if not, I've got to get my snack myself a couple of cans of that. I know the uh, one of the liquor stores near my house uh, does carry it. But the New York City uh, Brewers Guild event. Just to get back to that real quick uh, before we take a break, this is a really fantastic event. And again. A lot of the proceeds here help out the New York City Brewers Guild. Of course, there's going to be events over the 10 days uh, that they're having the event uh, that will benefit the New York City Brewers Guild. But the kickoff event at the Brooklyn Expo is phenomenal. And the fact that they're having uh, two different events, one during the day and one at night, is awesome. I know 1130 in the morning sounds early. Uh, for a beer event, but let me tell you something. That is great that they're doing two separate events, and they're spacing it out long enough so that, listen, if you're crazy enough to want to do both events, go right ahead and do it. But um, it, is, it is really worth it for the amount of great beers that are going to be there from the New York City area as well as out-of-state uh, and New York State breweries. It is definitely worth the price of admission. I will be there. Uh, in fact, I had to rearrange some uh, personal plans with my wife because it was actually our anniversary weekend that we were going to do something. And I knew that when, when she mentioned the date, I knew something was going on. And that's, uh, you know, New York City Beer Week. I've got to be there. So she's being very understanding about it uh, that we're going to go that I'm going to go to this event. I don't know if she's going to come with me. I, I'd like her to come, but probably not because she really can't drink right now. So um I don't want to. I hate to say this. I know this sounds uh, harsh, but I don't want to waste the ticket on her if she's not going to be able to drink at the event because there's so many good beers uh, that are at this event. Uh, you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, February Saturday, February 23rd. There's two sessions. NYCBrew.com uh, is the website for more information. You definitely want to check it out. I will probably be there for the early session. Uh, cannot wait to sample a lot of the beers that are going to be there because New York City is really killing it in terms of their breweries. We talk about New York City about how there are so many breweries that are out of the New York City area that are doing so well. The industrial arts of the world. Um, the breweries that are out on Long Island that are doing great. Sand City, which will be there. Uh, you've got all these breweries in the Hudson Valley that are doing well. And then you go to places further north. 
uh, that are doing great. But the beers in the New York City area, Five Boroughs, Killsborough, Flagship, Interborough, uh, Other Half, these are some great breweries in the New York City area within the Five Boroughs that are just killing it. And I can't wait to sample a lot of these great things. But when we come back after a short break, John Henderson, the man behind the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, is going to join me 14 years strong. He's got some great things lined up for this event that are brand new that you don't want to miss. That's after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's mostly cloudy and 40 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Nine environmental protesters are under arrest for staging a die-in at the rink at Rockefeller Center yesterday. Terry McCready has the story. A group called Extinction Rebellion says the protest was being held to mark U.S. National Rebellion Day. Police say the group unfurled a banner on the iconic statue of Prometheus overlooking the ice where eight people were charged with disorderly conduct and one with reckless endangerment. One protester scaled the golden statue of the Greek god and covered it with a banner that read climate change equals mass murder and rebel for life. Other protesters laid down on the ice to keep skaters from circling the rink. Terry McCready, NBC News Radio, New York. Thank you, Terry. A man is in critical condition after he was hit by a subway at the Baychester Avenue station. Police did not say if the man was on the tracks when he was hit yesterday afternoon. Service on the five line was suspended in the Bronx for a short time as police investigated the incident. In sports, well, in the NFL Pro Bowl, that results was the AFC beat the NFC 26 to 7 and the Knicks unfortunately fell to Miami Heat 106 to 97. Traffic delays will at the inbound GWB there are no delays on the upper deck lower level and Palisades approach slated for easy press customers only until six in the morning. Both the Holland Day and the Lincoln Tunnels are a pretty good ride once you get into town. No reported delays on the Harlem River Drive. It looks good on West Side Highway as well. Just keep in mind Lower Manhattan Park Place east and westbound between Church Street and Broadway do remain closed due to a building collapse that happened back in December. Northern Boulevard westbound from 114th to just before 108th Street. Road reduced to one lane, and that's also due to another building collapse. Weather for tonight, partly cloudy skies, lows of around 27 degrees. For tomorrow, sunshine, highs near 35. And then looking ahead for Tuesday, we'll see a slight chance of some snow before 9 a.m. And then rain is likely throughout the day with highs near 44. You now know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970 The Answer. Your table, ladies. Thank you so much. So, Vicki, how have you been? Great. It's been so long. Last time we saw each other was what? Your daughter's wedding on that yacht? What was it? The Atlantis? Yes, the Atlantis. It was perfect for the wedding with its three decks, bridal suite, immaculate restrooms, dance floor, and state-of-the-art sound system. The food and service was great, and I hear they bake those delicious rolls right on board. They do. You know, I've been trying to decide what to do for my daughter's Sweet 16 and some corporate events. You should absolutely book the Atlantis. They do more than just weddings. Sunset cocktail parties, bar and bat mitzvahs, luncheons, and guests are able to board from several locations. Francesca was so easy to work with. Call her at 212-385-9400 or email her at events at franstouchofclass.com. Charter the Atlantis for your event. Today, call Francesca at 212-385-9400 or visit franstouchofclass.com. For a limited time, mention AM970 for a free menu upgrade on the Atlantis. Joe Piscopo wakes you up at 6 a.m. Kevin McCullough takes you home at 5 p.m. Weekdays on AM970, The Answer.
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. That uh, The answer, that's one of the bands that's going to be at the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest coming up in March. That's the Wonder Years reigning in Kyoto. You definitely want to be in for that. But not only that, you want to be there for the beer, for the food, for all the other good stuff. Listen, this is going to be great. My next guest is the promoter for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. It's taking place at the Convention Center in Atlantic City. That's coming up Friday and Saturday, March 29th and 30th. Tons of beer. Great bands like I just mentioned, like the one you just heard here, The Wonder Years. Food for purchase, hatchet throwing, vendors all over the place, silent disco, so much more. It is one of the best events I go to every year for the last couple of years. It is outstanding. It's one of the. It was rated the second best on the East Coast. We need to get it to number one. But acbeerfest.com is the website for more information and, of course, to purchase tickets. But let me welcome back to the program John Henderson. John, how are you doing, my friend? Bro, I am doing fantastic. That whole intro, fantastic for my ego. I'm going to take the rest of the day off. <laughs> you do that, my friend. John, 14 years, the beers, the music, all of the things that surround this event, they just get better and better. So what do you got new planned for this year that you guys didn't have last year? You know, there's a handful of things, you know, that we, we brought to the table. I, you know, we're, you know, we talk about beer, you know, unlike a lot of festivals, 365 days a year. You know, we're, we're vested in the industry and we've been doing it for 14 years. You can't be doing something like this for 14 years and not be vested, right? right. So we listen when, you know, people are on the interwebs and they're talking about the festival, they're talking about things. And, you know, one thing I get, and I always get a kick out of it is a lot of, you know, the beer geek world, if that's even still a thing, mm-hmm. you know, always says, oh, it's the same old beers, it's the same old breweries. And which it's actually not, you know, every year, you know, there's almost, you know, 20 to 25 new breweries. And every year, every brewery that shows up brings something new to the table. So uh, we got with the, the Atlantic City um, Beard and Mustache Club and said, hey, listen, I want to put together a little program, you know, to stump the, uh, the craft beer geek. And uh, we're putting together a program that's a stage, call people up on the stage, and uh, we're calling it So You Think You Know Beer. And you've got five beers, five different styles. If you can name each beer, each style, we'll give you 500 bucks. Oh, right? so that was that's cool. Yeah, Hey, man, I'll put my money where my mouth is. Now it's your turn. And, of course, you know anybody who goes up is going to have to make a, a donation, which will go towards the Boys and Girls uh, Club of Atlantic County, awesome. uh, which is awesome. You know, so – you're going to be able to get in there and uh, you know have a little fun, drink some beers, see you know test your own beer knowledge. But it was kind of me saying, hey, there's a lot of fantastic liquid here. Some some of the liquid has been here before, some of it hasn't. But everybody's bringing something yummy to the table. So you tell me what you think it is. I, you know, and that's me. Like you know, that. calling BS on something. No, uh, we've no, added, that's added good. A keg toss. Yeah, we've added a keg toss. Okay. You know, so you know, uh, attendees will be able to see who can throw the keg toss, uh, the keg the furthest. Whoever does at the end of each session will win some prizes. Um, what else is awesome? That's rad. Of course, you know, you just played the Wonder Years, and I'm super glad you played that. The video for that song is fantastic. That's the one I was playing off of. That's very, very cool. They're going to be great. Yep. Yeah, now nah, we're super psyched. Super psyched to have those. Uh, we're adding a uh, spelling bee to the equation as well. So you'll be able to, for prizes, you'll be able to spell um, beer words, beer-related words. You know, it's our partners uh, from Weeby Spelling, which we've done other charitable events. Um, you know, they're, they're a part of it, so we're calling it We Beer Spelling. So you'll see that. That's a piece. Of course, we've got the acoustic stage. And then there's a bunch of other fun things that are going to pop up and happen throughout the course of the weekend. That is very what cool. What we are excited about, and I don't know if you saw this out there on the old interwebs and the mm-hmm. social medias, 
we've actually launched Beer Week Atlantic City. Yes, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. But let's talk about Beer Week. We're talking with John Henderson. He's the promoter of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, taking place at the Convention Center in Atlantic City. It's coming up Friday and Saturday, March 29th and 30th. ACBeerFest.com is the website for more info and, of course, to purchase tickets. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. But even better, there's going to be a Beer Week going on in Atlantic City. We've seen it in so many other cities uh, across the country. Talk to me about Atlantic City Beer Week. What's it all about? Yeah, so, you know, we noticed that, you know, with our festival, we've had a lot of people that are showing up <clears throat> on Wednesday and Thursday, and there's really not a lot of beer programming to, for them to do. Mm-hmm. So we got with a lot of local restaurants, some of the casino partners, and we're like, we want to we want to craft a craft beer week. We want to give people, you know, a reason to come in early, you know, and have experiences based in and around, you know, craft beer, tap takeovers specialty tastings, dinner pairings, you know, uh, meet the brewer stuff, you know, chocolate and beer pairings. So throughout the course of the week, if you go to our website, you'll see now there's a tab that says Beer Week. You're going to see, I think right now there's 14 events on there. By the time February hits, mid-February, we'll probably have 25 to 30 events from Monday to Sunday. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you, the one, one of the events I went to last year, Firestone Walker put it on. And um, oh, Gar- Garrett Brown, the one over at the Iron Room, the the brunch afterwards on Sunday morning. Oh my God! My buddy and I went yeah. to that, and he looked at me and he goes, "Dude, this is wor- this is so worth coming down here and staying overnight and the whole thing and the food, the beers were awesome. I love the fact that they're going to have an Atlantic City Beer Week. That is just spectacular. But let's talk about the breweries that are going to be there, John. This year you're doing something a little bit different. You asked the brewers. Not just to bring whatever they have laying around, like, ah, give me three or four of your styles. You've encouraged them to bring at least one new beer with them, if I'm not mistaken. What Were the breweries receptive to that? Um, you know, not even encouraged, but made it, made it almost mandatory, yes. Okay. And they were extremely, I mean, you always want to highlight what you have new, you know. And in this day and age, with, you know, as many breweries, and you know, that are popping up every week, you know, new breweries across the country every single day, you know, everybody's challenged to say, all right, well, you know, either we're keeping up with the Joneses or we're just, you know, dedicated to consistently kind of making better beer and putting something new out there. I mean, relevance is important and it's important in this industry. So a, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, attendees know that, you know, every brewery that's been out there, even if they've been out there for 20, 30 years, you know, they're still relevant and they're making great beer and here's something new by them. But also from the, you know, from the attendees perspective, you know, yeah, you've had Duclaw. Yeah, you've had Flying Fish. Yeah, you've had, you know, uh, Founders. But here's what's new. So it gives them a reason to go back to those breweries. You know, oh, I've had everything from Founders. Well, no, you didn't because this is here this weekend. Yeah, see, that's you know, so cool. It's, it's something new. That is very cool. And the other thing that I like that you've done over the last two years, and I, I just love this, keeping it local with so many New Jersey breweries that are popping up now, uh, you, you kind of have this, like, avenue of New Jersey brewers, like front to back. So if you're if you're looking to taste New Jersey beer and you just want to go down the New Jersey line, you can do that, which I think is really cool. And the way you had things spread out, over the last two years, a big, you know, uh, Stone had a big area, Founders had a big area, uh, I think Dogfish had had a big area, but you had all these other little ones in there to kind of explore, which I thought was was great. And the other thing that was really cool is the free arcade uh, that you have there where people can go in and, you know, play the pinball machines and play the video games, which I think is super cool and kind of brings you back to that time when, you know, maybe you were having a couple of pops and, and, and play a pinball machine to get the high score. I think that's cool. You, you're really making it all-inclusive for everyone, which I think is great. You know, there's, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, discovering new beers. And then 
hanging out with your friends and camaraderie and, you know, challenging your friends to this or that, you know, and we've got a lot of that. We've got a lot of things that allow you to, you know, grab your friend, bust their chops, you know, create some form of competition, you know, and have a beer. So it's, it's fun. It's in, it's interactive. You know, there's a level of nostalgia that's there when you talk, when you look at, you know, pinball, you know, we've all played pinball. Now you're going to play your boy with your boys and, you know, have a beer and toast and cheers. So really, really a lot of fun. I mean, the, the key part is we want people to come in and have fun. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, there's, there's two big beer festivals in the country. There's us and there's the great American beer festival. There's, they're two totally different experiences. Yep, that's you know, exactly right. we are the crazier younger brother to the Great American Beer Festival. <laughs> I would I would agree with that a thousand percent. We're talking with John Henderson. He's the promoter of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest taking place at the Convention Center in Atlantic City. Coming up Friday and Saturday, March 29th and 30th, acbeerfest.com is the website for more information. And, of course, to purchase tickets, we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I'll be at the nighttime session on Saturday night, the 30th, which is from 6 to 10 p.m. And the music that's going to be there is amazing. We played the Wonder Years uh, to start off this segment, but you've got two other great bands, one on Friday and one on Saturday afternoon. Talk to me about them. So the used, I mean, the used has, you know, countless hits, millions of downloads, you know, everybody, you know, we try to grab that, you know, that 90s-esque, you know, rock and roll punk slash for for Friday night. And the model always works, you know. Uh, Tickets are selling like crazy. You know, we're well above, you know, last year already. Uh, The used was a good pick. Now we're just kind of working through our, our opening lineup. And then Soja, you know, we've seen with the ska world, with the reggae world, a uh, natural crossover with craft beer, mm-hmm. with craft breweries. And so it works, you know, so job, you know, we've had pepper in the past. Yep. Um, you know, we've had these, you know, and we've almost run out of ska bands. So we really had to kind of struggle to figure out, you know, what we put in those spots, but you know, really, really excited about having you, the use so John, the wonder years in the mix. It's just three completely different sounds and speaks to three completely different audiences. That's pretty cool. Now, John, last question for me, you introduced the passport program last year where you encourage folks to explore all the breweries that New Jersey has to offer. And correct me if I'm wrong, if they checked into to all of them or a certain amount, they would get a ticket to the event for free. How's that worked out so far? So, you know, it's exceeded my expectations. So when we started this, our, our plan was, you know, I'd love to be able to do a national passport. I think it's all, that's impossible. Right. But when we started, we were like, we've got such a responsibility to the breweries of New Jersey to make sure that, you know, the people who are coming to the festival are going through their these doors. And how did we do that? And we've seen a bunch of passports that exist out there, and they're all, you know, good at what they do. Mm. Our purpose was to give people a reason and incentivize them to do it. Right. So we put the passport out. Um, and, you know, we got some pushback from a couple breweries, you know, which happens, you know, you can please some of the people some of the time, not all the people sure. all the time. We have gotten back, I think to date, about 14 passports. And when we got, they're not, they don't just send them back in an envelope. We've gotten love letters. We've gotten um, stickers. We've gotten photos. We got, a, you know, we had three passports that came back with complete, you know, Photos of every brewery, uh, critiques of every brewery, you know, nice. people telling us how much they love the overall experience. You know, this was an investment that the festival took on. You know, there was no cost to the breweries. This was a, an investment that the festival took on to say, hey, you know, we're about supporting craft beer in our state of New Jersey, mm-hmm. and we want our attendees, you know, to visit your, you know, your tap rooms. So, you know, we took it, we took it on, and 
I, I'm a, I can't be happier with how it turned out. I That's expect right. by the time it's all said and done, we have about 45 to 50 people who have completed the passport who are going to get into the Atlantic City Beer Music Festival you know, for free as a reward for – Road tripping and, and, and yeah, drinking. and supporting small business. I mean, that's essentially yep. the bottom line. You're going to these breweries, you're buying their beer, and you're supporting them uh, in their efforts. That That is just awesome. My guest has been John Henderson. He's the promoter of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. It's taking place at Convention Center in Atlantic City coming up Friday and Saturday, March 29th and 30th. This is the 14th year that they've been putting this on. I've only been going for the last couple of years, but it is a blast. You have to go. If you're looking for great beer, entertainment, and everything, you know, to- total bang for your buck, this is the place to be. acbeerfest.com is the website for more information and, of course, to purchase tickets. John, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it, my friend. Dude, always a pleasure, man. Enjoy talking to you. You got it. Up next, Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder wants the shutdown to continue until the president gets what he asked for. There have been 40 more new Democrats added to the House. How is the wall ever going to get built now? The only leverage he has is a shutdown. He loses that. He agrees to reopen the government temporarily while they negotiate. What is going to be the incentive on the part of the Democrats to negotiate now that the leverage has been taken away? The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. Every Army National Guard member serves not only to protect the nation, but also their local communities, so they each have a stake in the security and well-being of the neighborhoods where they live and work. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. Since the early days of our republic, the Army National Guard has continued its timeless commitment to guarantee peace and security for all Americans, a proud legacy which has endured for nearly four centuries. To be a guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. Selfless service, it's what inspires the men and women of the Army National Guard to be part of something greater than themselves. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the New Jersey Army National Guard, aired by the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. Hi, Kevin McCullough. If you've got lower back pain, neck pain, or upper back pain, I want you to talk to my very good friend, Dr. Melinda Keller. Why? Because as the director of the Brooklyn Spine Center, she sees people with pain all the time. And she is simply the best when it comes to non-surgical spinal decompression. What I love about Dr. Melinda Keller is that she's committed to eradicating the pain and not just with scary injections or surgery. No, she wants to make sure your spine is healthy, so she'll give you a complete diagnosis. Let Dr. Keller and the Brooklyn Spine Center help you right now. 718-234-6200. AM 97, The Answer. Final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albert G at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're also Alexa ready. You just say to your Alexa-enabled device, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And voila, you will hear 
the show right there as well on your Alexa-enabled device. Very cool. So, excuse me, it is time for our uh, final segment of the program, which is, of course, as always, is Suds and Duds. But a couple of quick news notes. uh, Actually, one big news note. Earlier in the show, I had mentioned uh, about how uh, Flying Fish uh, out of New Jersey uh, was coming out with this new Imperial Stout brewed with coconut and cinnamon. It was going to be called the uh, Irish Potato uh, Candy Stout. Well, apparently, they released that it was going to be out in cans, but unfortunately, due to the government shutdown, um, they are not going to be able to can this beer and get it out in time on February 1st. Now, they were can. I, I think they were doing a release uh, over this, this past weekend at the brewery, but unfortunately, they're not even going to be able to do that as well. Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you, if they were going to have this on draft there, would they be able to serve it? Um I'm guessing you can. See, I, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure about how the, the with the whole TTB thing and how it works. But anyway, um, uh, Irish Potato uh, Candy Stout is not going to be released by Flying Fish on February first because of the government shutdown, and that's a shame. Um, the government shutdown is affecting businesses across the country. Don't let anybody fool you here. Um, there are businesses that are being affected. Is it to a grand scale? No. But is it affecting the small business owner in some segments of the population? Yes. And that's a problem. That's why these two groups need to get in a room, lock the door, and not come out until you have an agreement and get the government going again. I don't want to make this political, but you've got over 800,000 people that are out of work that are not getting paid. It, they should not be held hostage because these two groups can't get along with one another and can't negotiate. Bottom line. There has to be some other mechanism in place where these people can get paid. I'm sorry, it's wrong. And so in New Jersey, New Jersey does not have a, a division where they can approve labels. So they outsource it to the federal government, to the TTB. So when the TTB is shut down, no new labels for beers can be produced. I'll give you an example. Uh, so it's a shame about Flying Fish that they're not going to be able to put this beer out. would have been interesting to try. Unfortunately... Uh, It's not going to be out. But as we move into our Suds and Duds segment here, um, a week ago, uh, Tim Pewitt, the owner of uh, Wet Ticket, uh, sent me a text, said, hey, you got to come down here, try this new test ticket. Uh, We're debuting it today. Really want to get your thoughts on it. Um, We're looking maybe to can it for the next canned beer or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. So when Tim Pewitt says, hey, come down and try this new beer, and I live five minutes from the brewery, I'm going to go down and check it out. It's only five minutes away. So I grabbed my neighbor, Greg. We head down. Let me tell you something. This new test ticket, fully juiced, super juicy New England IPA. It is fantastic. You got a little bit of peach, a little bit of mango. I didn't really get the stone fruit, but it's in there. Um, But I definitely got the peach and the mango out of it. Super juicy, smooth as could be, went down like water. In fact, um, I didn't mention it to my neighbor. But Greg said to Tim, as soon as he started drinking it, he said, when are you putting this in cans? So my guess is, is this is going to be the next canned beer from Wet Ticket. Unfortunately, because the TTB, oh, and by the way, Tim was so sure that you were going to enjoy this beer that if you didn't like it, he'd give you a beer of anything else on the menu on the house. That's how sure he was that you were going to like it. And uh, I didn't need to have another beer from, from, from the list. I had a second one of these um, fully juiced beers. It was fantastic. Uh, probably one of the best that he's made so far. Let's put it that way. Um, so here's the thing. He has a porter, a vanilla porter that he wants to put out. He has it as kind of a test thing. 
you know, without the vanilla added yet. And the reason why he hasn't added the vanilla is because when he submitted his label to the federal government, to the TTB, it got kicked back because the label of, of the government label, you know, saying that, you know, alcohol can affect you, et cetera, et cetera, was not big enough. The print was too small. So because of that, he couldn't can the beer. So he has the label for the can. It's, it's, in, the, it's in Wet Ticket. If you go to Wet Ticket Brewing in Rahway, New Jersey, you'll see a couple of empty cans with it because, you know, they're practicing whatever, whatever the case may be. He's got it out there. But he can't can the beer. So it's sitting in tanks. So you say, well, what's the big deal? Well, I'll tell you. You can't have this beer sitting in tanks for weeks and weeks and weeks. He's probably had that beer sitting in tanks since December. It's now almost the end of January. So now you're talking over a month or two. He wants to add different things to it. But he said, well, why am I going to add it if I can't can it right away? Now I've got to continue to let it sit. So businesses are losing money because of this. The Almentry is losing money because they want to open their new brewery in Hackensack. And they can't because they can't get final federal approval. This is a bad situation. This is affecting small businesses. Big time. I'm sorry. Something has to be done. So Tim, in Tim's instance at Wet Ticket, he can't can his porter that's been sitting there. He would love to can this fully juiced, but he's not, he's not going to get a label. And by the way, once the federal government starts up again, it's not like, okay, no problem, bing, bang, boom, and it's taken care of. There's a backlog. There was a backlog when he submitted, when Tim submitted his label in December of about 10 days to two weeks. So now you're pushing it back even further. The government's been shut down well over 30 days. You're talking maybe a month and a half minimum before he can get anything done. Not good. We need to get, the, the government needs to get reopened sooner rather than later. All right. We've got a couple of minutes left. Let's finish up here with suds and duds. Like I said, the test ticket from Wet Ticket, fantastic. If he still has any left and you're at Wet Ticket, Please, do me a favor. Try it. It's fantastic. You will not be disappointed. Um, The same night that I was there, uh, my good friends at Paragon Tap and Table were holding their Bourbon County Stout Night from uh, Goose Island. Yes, I know, macro beer, macro beer. I get it. But still, Bourbon County does, you know, they they do a great job with these stouts, Goose Island. Wanted to try them. So I got a flight. Started off with the vanilla stout. A lot of vanilla flavor. Maybe a little too much for me. It was good. But I felt like the vanilla, like they just added a little too much vanilla. I was not really uh, crazy about that. The Lolita by Goose Island, I wanted something a little different um, just to kind of offset my palate. Uh, Sour, tasty, easy drinking. I was expecting a little more sourness. But um, if this was a beer that they had on tap somewhere, I'd probably drink it because it was just enough. Um, So it wasn't bad. It wasn't the worst beer I've ever had, but wasn't. Uh, wasn't the best sour that I've ever had. Um, I had the regular Bourbon County, which was very boozy. I mean, that was, I think as I described it to my neighbor, Greg, it was like straight fire, like straight bourbon almost. Almost too much uh, bourbon on that. Uh, but the the best one that I had out of the flight, and I didn't have, there was one other that I should have had there that was on the menu that I didn't have. But the best one that I had that I should get, if I find a bottle of this, I'm definitely picking it up. The Bourbon County Midnight Orange Stout. Uh my favorite, dark chocolate orange like a mandarin. Picture, uh, if you go to a candy shop and they have uh, candy chocolates and all that other stuff, and they have, you know how they have the uh, oranges covered in dark chocolate? That's exactly what this beer tasted like. If you like oranges covered in dark chocolate, you will love this beer. That's how good it was. Like candy. Not sweet candy, but that candy flavor, you know? I, I can't really describe it any better than that. That's That's... How good it was, uh, the uh, the midnight orange uh, stout by uh, by Goose Island. 
the Bourbon County staff. Fantastic. Uh, moving on here in the Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, the folks from Bolero Snort have a couple of new beers out. One of them happens to be Moot Prince. Great bitter bite on this one. A little juicy, fruity, delicious. Uh, or as I described it on Untapped, you can follow me there at Gatulo. Uh, Mootastic. It was very, very good. Um, Kate May has been putting out some great beers, too, recently. Uh, was over at uh, a, a liquor store that I, uh, that I shop at. And uh, not going to mention names because they don't uh, advertise on the program. But um, they uh, got in from uh, Cape May Snag and Drop, triple IPA. This is, this is really good. Dank, piney, and bitter. Not juicy. Uh, just really you want that floral hop. Uh, kind of in the same vein as Super Ego from uh, Carton. A little bit different, though. It's a little less on the ABV. It's about 10% as opposed to Super Ego, which is 13 um, But really that, that dankness to it, the pininess, that, that really like... That pine cone kind of uh, flavor, this was really good. But in the end, it had that bitter bite, but also smooth as well, which I liked. Uh, then had a Whitman Earl uh, by uh, Browery uh, uh, Whitman, a uh, part of this uh, uh, box that uh, Arthur Idala had gotten me. And okay, Hells, nothing special. I'm trying to work my way through it. I still got about, I don't know, 10 beers to go on that. And then finally, uh, actually, no, not finally. Uh, had a Sticky Monkey, a 2017 version of the Sticky Monkey by Firestone Walker. It's two years old, but smooth as silk, man. I mean, I poured that, uh, sipped that for about 45 minutes. Boy, that is good. And as it warms up, it just gets better and better and better. And then finally, uh, trying to finish out my Sam Adams beers that they had sent me a couple of months ago, their Oktoberfest. Uh, not bad. Decent margin. You know, again, it's, you know, it's okay for Oktoberfest. Um, not the best margin in the world, but, uh, you know. Uh, a serviceable beer. Uh, I really want Sam Adams to step up their game in certain things. They they were very late to the IPA game, and the New England IPA is okay. Uh, but I really want them um, to step up their game in terms of uh, different flavors of beer. The lager is great. It's a classic. But I'd love to see them do other stuff. When they do their one-off stuff, uh, Grumpy Monk, they got to do more like that. That's That's the beer that knocks it out of the park for me. That's just my opinion. But, folks... We are out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, John Henderson from the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. That's March 29th and 30th. Get your tickets now. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.